This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to episode 145 of the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be answering your questions regarding flight schools, CFI flight schools in particular, changing careers, and low minimums as a red flag. But before we get started, a couple announcements. Oh, gosh, you know, before I get started, too, what a wonderful morning I had. Did a red eye this morning from San Juan over to Tampa, so that's where I'm transmitting from here today is Tampa, Florida. Gorgeous morning. Uh, You know, funny thing is, I had to get up at 2 in the morning, or actually I had to get up at 11.50 at night, uh, the night before to fly out at uh, 2 a.m. flight, landed in Tampa at 4.45 in the morning. Gorgeous, you know, the sunrise didn't come up yet, but great moon. There's big thunderstorms out there, amazing to watch. Had to do a little deviating to get around them, but uh, flew over the islands of the Bahamas and, you know, of course, past uh, Hispaniola, which is, of course, uh, Dominican and Haiti, and then on my way up and saw, you know, Cuba and and uh, all the other Provo, that type of thing, Turks and Caicos, I should say. What a wonderful, wonderful trip it was. So something to look forward to, uh, your mornings and getting up and flying over the islands uh, once you get your career going, if you're going to be a pilot uh, with the uh, airlines, uh, if you decide to go to the, the uh, Caribbean, but absolutely loved it. Anyway, let's get started with the announcements. First of all, aerospacescholarships.com, the 2018 version will be published uh, sometime in September. We're moving to the purely an electronic book version. And we're going to transform to links to current information about each of those scholarships online. That's probably going to be in the 2019 version where we have a whole uh, online database of links from that book. It seems like that's uh, been the best thing to do. And we've looked at some other scholarships guides. And that's what they're doing, too. And I think it's a great idea. Also, we're going to continue to use Amazon iTunes and some of the other online formats. They do a much better job than I ever could do uh, with putting a book together online. So check that out when it does come back, come out. Look for announcements at aerospacescholarships.com. Also, a lot of people have been asking about the online courses. We haven't been talking much about them and the membership because of the fact that we're transferring to a new platform. And uh, all these online courses are moving to uh, a, a new website, and we have a link there. And I'll have that in the show notes. It's uh, valeri-aviation.thinkific.com. Uh, we're going to make a better link than that. But uh, for now, that's what it's going to be called. The, currently, you can purchase those courses individually, and they are $10 each. We're also going to put together bundles, just like we did with the online program that we have right now, where if you do like a, a membership, you get access for $10 per month for all the courses. You can sign up for a year in advance or just do $10 per month or just one month at a time, that type of thing. It gives us that flexibility. Uh, Again, we're transferring everything to to contractors and other people, partners that are helping us uh, with our website. Uh, The the downside to growing is the fact that I can't be involved in everything, but the upside is at least we're getting the word out to all of you folks, and that's terrific. Also, uh, new studios opening in Lakeland, Florida. I'm still in Tampa right now. We're moving in July, and we will soon have a meetup in Lakeland at the airport, Lakeland Linder there, and then that'll be our first meetup, and then we're going to move on from there. Not sure where we're going to do it yet, probably at uh, right there at the airport, either the hotel or, or um, you know, the restaurant right there on 
the airport. So look forward to that. Look forward to meeting you. That's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, of course, being on the road right now, I'm, I'm wiped out. As you know, I, I did a red eye. Boy, what time is it? It's uh, 1020 in the morning. I've been up since uh, for about 11 hours already. Part of the, That's part of the job is uh, doing red eyes and flying all night. Uh, but let's get started, uh, actually, with some of the questions. Uh, a couple of questions. It's going to be a shorter episode, but let's uh, let's move on here. Also, another thing, too, if you sign up for coaching, com slash coaching, um, sometimes our, our coaching clients ask us questions. Of course, we don't ever divulge who they are, their names, just like everybody else that writes in. But if you're a coaching client and you have a general question you want to ask uh, and you don't want to send it for a session, please do send us a question and we'll answer that here. And it might help some other folks too. So I think that's that's really, really important. So that's why I said that because I have uh, somebody that wrote in that's actually a, a coaching uh, client of ours. And also with the coaching, because we're moving to our new location, I have a lot more hours available for coaching. One of the main reasons we're moving to Lakeland is the fact that I'll be a lot closer to work. Actually, also another reason is because I think I talked about in the other episode, it actually helps me financially uh, make some extra money because I'll be close to my new base in Orlando, Florida. Really excited about that. That happens in September, just to let you in on a little stuff that we're doing here. Anyway, uh, let me start with this question here. Again, a coaching member says, Carl, I did a coaching session with you last year to talk about starting my career in aviation and specifically how to get, go about getting my ratings. I'm happy to report that I currently have my commercial multi-engine certificate with instrument rating and will be completing my commercial single in a few weeks. I've been looking at current job opportunities and with about 250 hours total time, seems like I'd have to be somewhat lucky to get a job. And you're right about that. When we had talked, I said that I was not interested in instructing, but after talking to some friends flying, I've realized that I may enjoy teaching others to fly. This led me to the idea of obtaining my flight instructor certificate. After getting my private through commercial multi and an accelerated program, with it looking like it's going to take about five months to get the commercial single add-on, I'm becoming frustrated with a slower-paced style of learning. While my instructor says that he would be happy to do my CFI, I'm worried about the speed at which it would get done based on his availability for the commercial single. I've been researching accelerated CFI programs online and have found a few that look promising. I know that you refrain from giving recommendations for specific programs on the podcast, but was wondering if you have heard any places that are known for being exceptional or to stay away from that when getting your CFI. Uh, In general, uh, here's, here's the problem with this is when you're looking, I'll answer that question first of all. The, the when you're looking at a CFI program, they change and they can be different, and the accelerated programs within the same company can be different in different locations. So it's really important to ask people that have actually gone through that program and ask them for ratings. That's why I refrain from, usually from commenting because a school that was really good and a school that may have won an awards for being a great school may turn out different in a year or two, maybe under new ownership, under new management, that type of thing. So it's really important to get most up-to-date information and current information. I know people ask me about doing forums online. We may do that in the future. I'm not saying we're going to right now. Uh, But uh, as far as specific programs, no. But I will answer, if you ask me about a specific program, I will answer on here. If it's not a positive, of course, I'm going to answer you privately. Uh, So And so that's what we do. The reason we do that privately is the fact that... um, 
you know, we, we can get a little bit trouble from uh, from the folks, and we've been had people come after us before, and and you know, it's, we're just trying to be honest with people. So, uh, anyway, uh, his question continues. Says, in my research, I came across American Flyers CFI Double I program in Morristown, New Jersey. I've been communicating with them about it. I like their program because I would be in a class with other students who are at the same place in the course to study with, and they seem to have a well organized program. And in our coaching session, you said that you completed some ratings uh, at Essex County Airport up the road from Morristown. I wonder if you had any experiences or sense of reputation for American Flyers CFI program. I've uh, looked online. There seem to be good and bad reviews of the program, one of the main complaints being that it took more time slash money than expected. I'm not too concerned about this since in the email I received after requesting additional information from them stated that it would probably take a little longer and cost up to twice as much as the price on their website. Uh, this actually is a really good question. I love this because there's a lot here, and I think you, the, you can uh, be helped by this question. If you're looking at these accelerated programs, yes, do listen to people's uh, reviews online. But do it like you do with other reviews online uh, when you're going for reviews on a, a TV show, on a movie, restaurants, etc. A little bit of a grain of salt, etc. Uh, you know, the complaint about it taking too long, obviously that was disclosed uh, and costing more money. That was disclosed to you. So, so yes, uh, they did do that properly. Uh, as far as American Flyers is concerned, good program. Uh, I've used them before with many other ratings, not the CFI. I did do my instrument rating. As a matter of fact, I did my instrument rating at the school that you're talking about in Marstown, New Jersey. So I did my instrument at American Flyers in Marstown. Good program. Uh, good people there. Again, it, it depends on the instructor. That's the most important. So ask who you're going to be, uh, who's going to be teaching you. Ask to to talk to some of the instructors. Get a tour. That type of thing. And again, every different school is different, even within the same company. Uh, but uh, there's, of course, going to be good and bad views on everything. Uh, but I do recommend. Uh, you know, one of the schools that I recommend is American Flyers. There's many other ones out there, but yeah, I'd highly recommend those folks. Good location, and it is a terrific place to be. Uh, also, down the road in Essex County, there's a there's also some good schools there. So, I hope that helped, and I hope that helped you, the listener, uh, kind of going through that thought process of you know, should I pick a school for my CFI, etc. Uh, the CFI, if you've taught before. It's a, it's kind of uh, it's a little easier since I had done a lot of teaching and computers. Uh, it was a little easier for me. I just had to translate that into actually talking and flying. But I don't have a problem with talking, obviously, uh, doing a podcast. But I uh, absolutely loved the CFI, and I'm glad that you're doing that. And if you ever if you're listening and you're thinking about doing the CFI, I really highly recommend it. Great way to build hours, especially from uh, the 250 mark, like he had said. Anyway, moving on to the next question. It says, I recently discovered your podcast on a road trip to visit family and had to send in some feedback. First off, thank you so much for doing this. I'm already in the process of going through all the previous episodes, and I can say this. I wish I would have discovered your website last year when I was struggling so much to make the correct decision to move forward with a new career. I'm currently 33 years old and have a six-figure salary as a government contractor in the intelligence field. I've wanted to be a pilot since I can remember, but I've always told by people who obviously weren't in the know, that the only way I'd be able to have a successful career as a pilot would be if I joined the military and joined the airlines afterwards. On a trip a couple years ago to see my mother, I found myself in a conversation with a pilot who pointed out that now is an amazing time to try to get into the industry. After months of restless nights researching different options and trying to figure out if it was possible, I found a university program near me, and it's 100% covered by GI Bill, even though I already have my bachelor's degree. It was, it's been difficult going to school full-time and working full-time 
not to mention more than one failed relationships because people feel that I'm making a big mistake in my current career, I'm happy to say that I am taking my check ride for my instrument rating in two weeks. I'll knock out my commercial and multi-engine this summer and my CFI, CFII, and MEI this fall. That is awesome. Congratulations. Terrific. At this point, I know I won't be happy doing anything else. My plan is to leave my career behind at the point and go flight instructor job part with a Part 135 carrier uh, and look for a job with a 135 carrier, he says. My end goal, of course, is to end up at a major or legacy airline. I just wanted to say how much it helps to have a podcast like yours to keep things positive and keep me motivated. If you ever want to have someone in my situation, a veteran, mid-30s, leaving a six-figure salary behind on the show, I'd be more than happy to come on and share my experiences and tips. I'd love to have you on. Uh, I think I, I'll send you an email as far as how to be a guest on Aviation Careers Podcast. By the way, you put a video together, how to be a guest on Aviation Careers Podcast. And uh, if you have a story and you think it'd be great to share, email me, and I'll let me email you that link to the video. It's, uh, it's really cool to hear other people's stories, and I think it's going to help you and help the listeners right now. You know, it, it helps them to hear a very inspirational story and to learn from, from your n- unique perspective. Uh, I'd have to say, I, similar, a six-figure income, mid-30s, leaving a, a career behind. I wasn't in the military, but uh, I did do that myself, and it was a bit of a challenge. Again, the failed relationships, I can't tell you how many dozens of relationships I probably was through just because of this career and changing careers, because in the beginning, it doesn't make much money. Sometimes it's best to be single or make sure you have the support of the person that you're with, of your significant other. Your partner has to be part of this decision. So that's really important. Great. Thanks for the feedback. Anyway, let's move on to another question here. Again, this is going to be a short episode because I, I, uh, I do have to get some sleep here <laughs> after doing that red eye. Uh, let's see. It says, hello, I'm uh, 22 years old and originally from Missouri, living in Florida now. I love listening to your podcast. I learned so much from them. I'm currently three hours and a check ride away from receiving my instrument rating. I've always wanted to be a corporate pilot, and the company I've always wanted to fly for has Learjets. I know the chief pilot there and talked to him, and he said Learjet time would put me ahead of others. I love researching jobs and seeing what is required and what they do. I found some EVAC jobs that fly, Medivac is probably what he's talking about, that fly Lear 35s and only require 1,000 hours. Is that a red flag that they only require 1,000 hours? Would it help if I did that and go get Learjet time? I think so, yes. I'd also love to know more about what AeroVac really does. And I know you live nearby, and if you ever want to talk to me about the area, I'll jump at the opportunity. Thanks so much. Yeah, this is somebody who's in the area uh, in Florida, and uh, there are a bunch of AeroVac jobs. Okay, I've uh, lived with a bunch of guys in the crash pad that did uh, Medivac is what we usually call that, yeah, flying Learjets all over the world. It's an interesting job. It's fascinating. Haven't had anybody on the show, but just to give you an idea, you basically are going to be helping people both here domestically and also internationally, and much the reason for being positioned in Florida, by moving them, moving patients from from somewhere, say where a cruise ship has been cruising out in the Caribbean and someone gets sick, they get them off the boat. So you're going to go to Panama, you go pick them up, you bring them back. And then you drop them off at the hospital where they can get care. Uh, you'll be going into Cuba. You'll be going into all these cool little places. Here's the, the That's the cool thing. And you're helping people. It's awesome. Uh, so that's a great part of the job. The downside of the job, having lived with these guys, is that 
I do a lot of red eyes, and I get tired. Man, they, they kind of, you know, you're a meta, medevac. You got to go. You know, when someone's sick, you got to go. So it's it's not like you can pick and choose what times you're going to work. Every so often they have a schedule, but primarily uh, they give you a call, and you got to get in your car, get over to the airport, and fly that aircraft. And a lot of times it's in the middle of the night, and uh, it's into some interesting weather uh, areas. Uh, but it is some exciting stuff, and you're doing some good. I think that's really, really cool. Similar to the folks that do medevac in the helicopters, except it's more international than domestic. I tell you, I, I love these. Uh, there's other uh, air evacs. They don't just do medical. For instance, a lot of airlines that gets if they get stuck in another country, they use evac services because they have a crew of like ten people they have to get back, or a crew of, you know, like say five people, et cetera, that they need to get back to the United States to continue their trip. So a lot of times they will not have a chance to get an airline down there, especially in some of the remote areas. So they do an evac uh, using a you know medevac a different type of heli- uh, excuse me of uh, aircraft. Um, but as far as going back to what you said about the red tape, the red flag, and a thousand hours, just remember this: back when it, you know before they had this fifteen hundred hour rule, regional airlines were hiring people with five hundred hours, and uh, people were doing well in training. And a lot of these folks, you know, they had some great experience. Uh, it all depends on the experience. Uh, if you're hiring somebody with a thousand hours, has no instrument time, has been doing flying VFR. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. But if you're hiring somebody with a thousand hours has been flying hard IFR or been instructing IFR, I think that's really, really important to uh, to hire somebody with those type hours. I don't think it's a big red flag. The thousand hours, as a matter of fact, years ago, all you needed is a commercial license to get hired uh, with these 135 operators and uh, and move from there. It's a good experience if you're thinking of going corporate or you're thinking of doing AIRVAC for the rest of your career. It is uh, strenuous on your body as you get older. That's another thing, too. Uh, I know that as I when I passed 50, things started slowing down, and uh, it can be strenuous on your body and your family doing that type of work. So uh, great, great thing to do, uh, air evac. And maybe I'll have somebody on the show that does air evac. If you're somebody who does that right now is listening, love to have you on. And uh, we'll start doing more interviews, by the way, once we get back to our new studio. And we're going to have a lot more interviews, so I can't wait for that. But again, thanks for the question. Thousand hours red flag? No. Uh, is it, would it help to get a Learjet time? It sure would. Uh, regionals, uh, especially, are hiring a lot of uh, Learjet pilots, and, and obviously the majors are too, depending on how many hours you have. So, thanks for the question. Okay, I got time for one more, and we're going to have to sign off here. Uh, it says, uh, dear Carl, when I started listening to your show two years ago, I was a two hundred hour instrument pilot working in an FBO, fueling charter jets and helping passengers with luggage. My career has come a long way since then. I'm currently sitting in the right seat of a King Air with over 1,000 hours in my logbook, most of which is multi-engine turbine time. I have one of the most unique jobs you will find in the field of aviation. My company works for the Department of Agriculture, and our mission is to disperse sterilized Mediterranean fruit flies. We spend the day weaving back and forth through some of the most congested airspace in the country, negotiating traffic from more than 15 airports within a 20-mile radius, and often, often flying low to the ground or right next to a mountain is a good job. I'd be happy to do an interview sometime to tell you and your listeners more about it. I hope this will inspire everybody to keep moving forward because the aviation industry truly is booming right now, and there are many opportunities out there that people have 
Never heard of. Keep up the good work. By the way, uh, we are going to have this person on as an interview, and I can't wait to have that person on. I don't want to ruin the, you know, I'll give his name when he does the actual interview. So uh, there are some really cool jobs out there. Like you said, I'm glad you're moving forward in your career. And uh, it's really, really important to build some of that time uh, so you can get on with the the majors. One thing I do want to comment on, and I'm hearing this all the time, how it's such a great time to get into the industry. It's a great time because there's so much hiring. Uh, there's a you know a shortage of qualified pilots. It's been that way for a while, especially with the regionals. And I also want to caution some people that he, I know things are great, the money's good, etc. But make sure you do this because you love flying and you really enjoy what you're doing. Because there are going to be times when things aren't as good. You're going to stagnate in your career. You're not going to be moving forward as much. So wherever you stop, you better be happy. You better be enjoying that job because that's really, really important is to love what you do. Because what you love when you love what you do, I mean, the, the money, you know, it sure does follow. It is uh, one of those things that I feel is important in anybody's life. You know, the, and this is what happens when you really love what you do and you're passionate about your job. You excel at what you're doing. And that's why you make the money. Some jobs that you would think make no money at all actually turn out to be great businesses. You know, I refer to a friend, you know, when I was living on a horse farm that, you know, gosh, putting horseshoes on. Who would have thought that was a good career? That went by the wayside. But here's somebody who does a great job placing horseshoes on on horses and uh, is is making some really good money. Are they going to become rich and wealthy? Maybe, maybe not. But they have a great career going and they enjoy what they're doing. You can really tell if you're in the right job when you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to go to work. You're thinking about, gosh, what a great day this is. You know, I was thinking that this morning. Gosh, I I really have a great job. I know this morning was a tough one, man. Getting up early in the morning and having to fly all night and landing at 5 in the morning was a little bit tough because then, of course, you know, my wife came over and, and we went out to breakfast and things like that. And I'm just wiped out, you know, tired. But it also is cool that I'm here at home uh, or my temporary home, I should say, for about 24 hours, which is really, really neat. So uh, after this podcast is done and after I'm done recording, I can go out and have some fun. I can go and, uh, you know, maybe go do some furniture shopping. Matter of fact, if you follow me on Facebook, I've been trying to put more pictures of where I've been and what I've been doing and the places I'm visiting on my personal Facebook page, uh, 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 facebook.com slash Carl Valeri. Just trying to inspire you to to get out there and, and do some flying. There's some wonderful places to visit. There's wonderful airports everywhere in the world. As a matter of fact, in general, being happy in life is all about you and how, how your internal self. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy being where you are right now? You know, I, I found that I can actually go anywhere, any town, any city, and find something really interesting about the people, about the places, and about the things that are there. And I, I really encourage you to do that because also one of, the, one of the things in this career that happens to people is they become what we call slam clickers. They go to a city. They go to the hotel room, and they're there for 24 hours. They don't do anything else. It's good if you're tired and you have children. I understand that. But get out and enjoy the world. You know, there's so many things out there. I started a blog years ago called Serendipitous Journey. You know, you just have to take that one step out the door and explore your world and see the world for what it is. And it's just right outside your door, your hotel room door. It's outside your home. It's right there in front of you. You just have to go out and find it. Ask people, ask locals, and I'm sure you're going to find some incredible journeys 
and incredible things in, in the areas that you venture out to. So, so one of the challenges I, I'd have for you today is to do that. Look, look around you. See what you, what you have in your area in flight instructing. I know some of you are, are somewhere else. Some of you visit airports a lot, and you land at these airports, and you never go look at anything. Maybe where you're flying to has a museum uh, about something they manufacture in that city, or maybe some historical museum. Go check it out. Do that. Try something new. Try something different. So, folks, uh, before we get leave here today, pick of the week is my that website I told you about with the new um, uh, courseware, valeriaviation.com. Excuse me, valeri-aviation.thinkific.com. We're going to have a better link for you soon. It's in the show notes. Check it out. It's got the individual courses. We're going to have packages so you can purchase the courses just like we've had online. Um, but... Just one of the things that I, I always tell people is do something now to move forward in your career. What have you done? What step have you taken to move forward in your career and your life? You know, here you are, if you're already in the regionals right now listening, if you're in the majors listening and, uh, you know, you like the advice we give on, on other things like financial advice, which we'll have coming up again, uh, it's it's really important to continually move forward in, in your life. If you're nearing retirement and you're about to have a wonderful retirement, think about what you're going to do because retirement is scary. Think about that next step. Think about that next step if you're 18 years old and you're moving into a new career. What is it you're going to do to move forward in your career, in your life? Do something today. Do something now to enhance your life. Go out and visit a museum. On those overnights, check out something new. But, but think about it. Do it today. Do it now. Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next episode. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.